You're listening to Your Art Friends, Beth Radloff and Andrew Thompson. They're about to have a thoroughly unserious discussion about art. But don't worry, whether you're Da Vinci or the Worst, there's room on this palette for every color. If this is your first time listening to Creatives Brainstorm, be forewarned, because once you start looking at life like an artist, there's no undo button. I'm Beth. And I'm Andrew. And, and we're, we're your, your art, art friends. friends. Let's hang out for an hour. Yeah. Let's do it. What you been up to? Uh, So I just finished my last week of teaching, which is pretty cool. Andrew. Yes. That's been like, what, five years, seven years? How long you been teaching? I've been teaching at um, as, a, as an art adjunct professor for, let's see, since 2015 six years yeah i am at least done teaching for the year i might go back in the spring because mm-hmm. uh currently i've been talking like in the last couple of episodes about you know a big freelance job that i'm working on that's going to take like seven to eight months and so i wanted to make sure because of how big this job is i wanted to make sure i wasn't uh my my time and attention weren't taken away from it so in the fall i wanted to make sure i had like you know devoted all my time to it if i need it because i don't want to be trying to juggle teaching and like a big freelance job if i can't handle both you want to fully handle this freelance job yeah 100 percent full body investment yep Yep. i'm so excited for you thanks yeah it's i it's weird like knowing that i'm not going to be teaching in the fall and then like also having this like kind of a slight chance that maybe i'm just done teaching Mm mm-hmm as much as it concerns my boss, they know that I intend to come back in the spring, but they don't know that if the opportunity arises and I don't actually need to do teaching and I can, you know, uh, make a living elsewhere, I will be doing that instead. It's so cool because it feels like teaching has been a way for you to supplement your income versus something that you've you've been born to do, like you really wanted to do. Yeah. And there's you can definitely be an excellent teacher and also not want to necessarily be a teacher. Mm-hmm. But in your case, I think uh, I see your eyes light up more so when you're able to create art. Mm-hmm. And this feels like a, a cool new chapter of your career. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it just because um, well, not just because, but one of the reasons I'm excited is because with COVID and everything and teaching remotely, teaching has been a lot more taxing. Yeah. Like I have a tendency to always be available for people if they message Mm -hmm. me and I was using discord for my class. So like we were just, you know, it was set up. So when they posted in our class discord, I got a notification and it didn't matter what time of day I was responding because I was like, oh, like, you know, I want to be there for them because it's COVID and like things are crazy and like, you know, they're seniors and they're going to be graduating soon. And so I did my best to, like, make myself available. But that wasn't the most healthy thing for me to do. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying that you need clear boundaries with your job and your home life? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, By the time it was, like, May, like, mid-May of last year, I, like, had a full-on, like, I need to not do anything for a while. And I I think I spent, like, two or three weeks just kind of, like, doing nothing like i watched a lot of she-ra like went through all of she-ra and like mm-hmm. spent a lot of nights sitting on my back porch with like a lawn chair and my dog just like outside just enjoying yourself for a moment yeah yeah on the beth front yeah uh we haven't recorded in two weeks and in those two weeks i got a tattoo Woo! i got i went out and i did it i got my very first tattoo it's a bunch of rabbits having sex guys it's not a bunch of <laughs> rabbits having sex although no no i'm not gonna do that I, <laughs> I just have to explain to our listeners um the look on beth's face as she actually contemplated getting a tattoo in the future of rabbits having sex it's funny it is. It's it's funny and the art is good actually. I mean, yeah, you are drinking out of that mug again. I am. It's it's a go-to for me. Um 
yeah, I got my first tattoo. He's a little toad and he's he's throwing up a peace sign. He's got a cup of coffee. And when I bend my arm, the coffee spills out of his cup. Oh, that's it's, real cute. So cute. I love him so much. But uh, now that I have one tattoo, I feel like I need so many more in order to balance out the canvas of my body. Next time I see you in person, you're just going to have like two full sleeves. Eventually, that's the dream. <laughs> Truly, I want I want like my right arm is going to have like pink, pink, pink tattoos all up and down it. Yeah. And then my left arm, I'm going to have a half sleeve, yeah. a big old color piece on my left shoulder down to my elbow. Nice. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I waited until I was 30 for my sweet old dad because he was like, I don't want you to get a tattoo. I, you would... I would rather you take a pair of scissors and stab me in the heart. And I was like, Dad, calm down. Slightly dramatic. You're being very dramatic. Uh, and then I became a, bi a big adult. I was a young adult, then I was an adult, and now I'm a big adult. Beth is seven feet tall. I'm so tall. And my dad was like, you've got so much skin, you might as well just cover some of it up with rabbits having sex. Uh, no. He was like, you're, you're a full adult now. <laughs> you can make whatever decisions you want with your body. Uh... And I got, I'm doing it. I'm living my life. And dude, I didn't know how good it would feel. I didn't know. This is something that I've wanted to do for like seven to ten years. Mm -hmm. And I, I have more power now. I am a woman <laughs> who has tattoo. Eventually, I'll be able to put an S at the end of that sentence. And it's, it's like. I'm tough and I'm cool and I'm uh, somebody who can like manage pain and now I can walk down the street and people will be like, ooh, she has art on her arm and that means that she's either dangerous or an artist and then I'll be like, hi, and they'll be like, okay, she's an artist. Those are the only two outcomes, either dangerous or an artist, no in between. No in between. Either she'll beat me up in a bar or uh, I can ask her for a commission of my cat. Oh, God. I'm sorry I laughed, but I, I can't, like, like the word tough is not a word that I would, like, I don't, just because I know you, like, I feel like it's, like, not <laughs> a word I would, well, like, I'm trying to think, like, what my impression of you was before we actually, like, were friends, like, at the workshop, yeah. like, in that, like, very short span of time where it was, like, oh, we're gonna play icebreaker games now, and, like, I, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, I just remember you had a yellow hoodie, and you had, like, mm -hmm. black skinny jeans, I, I can't say I was just like, oh, she looks tough. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably, I mean, I didn't have a tattoo back then. And so you wouldn't have thought. Well, that. I wouldn't have known because you had a, you had a hoodie on with long sleeves. If I had tattoos, dude, I would not wear that hoodie. I would just be like uh, a bra and skinny jeans. Look at, look at me. <laughs> I think that's a testament to your character, though, that yeah. you don't immediately look at somebody and say, hey, you are, you are not tough. Like, you waited to get to know me before you made a uh, judgment. Yeah. Like, that's that's the only thing I could really remember from the uh, the workshop. I liked your shoes. Oh, thanks. I don't even remember what shoes I fucking wore. Were they my, like, Timberlands? Maybe. Um, Or maybe they were my Doc Martens shoes. I know, right? <laughs> they, were, they were Doc Martens. Okay, those ones. They were Doc Martens. And then on the last day, you wore, like, this vintage Friends hoodie. This white Friends hoodie. I was like, I yeah, this guy's got style. Oh, He's thanks. a fashionable man. I appreciate that. I love that sweatshirt. It's a good one. Well, what are we talking about today, Andrew? Uh, we're talking about a few things. We're going to talk about why networking is important. We're going to talk a little bit about jobs that we've gotten whether it's from someone else's recommendation or maybe just some silly jobs here and there. Because um, I know you have a couple of silly jobs that you've gotten to work oh, on. Oh, my God. I do. Yes. They're they're quite great. I can't... Well, there's one that I don't know about yet that I'm excited to react to. You don't know about any of these, dude. I don't even know you. You've never seen my artwork. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third thing we're going to do is I'm going to teach you all how to recommend an artist to a client but I'm going to do it by playing a game with Beth and I've called it artist Mad Libs. I'm very excited. I only know a little bit about what this is going to, it's going to, I hope it's funny. I hope, I hope you guys like our podcast. I hope you think our podcast is funny. I'm the Midwest boy. I have to, I have to be, you know, humble in there. I'm also the Midwest boy. No, I'm not. I'm a girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but you are physically not in the Midwest right now, whereas I I'm am. I'm physically not in the Midwest, so I, I toughened up, Andrew. You might not have seen it the first day that we met, but I'm real tough now. I have I, a frog tattoo. I know you're tough. That's, and, that's what I've learned. And I'm here to say we're funny. <laughs> God damn it. Does, does toughening up count if I lived in Boston for two years? I don't know. Are you tough? I'm a more aggressive driver, if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then yes, you be tough. Yes, I'm tough, guys. Well, since it's today is network day and we're talking about networking, mm. I have a networking themed would you rather to kick us off. Ooh. So, Andrew, yes. are you ready for this? Yes, I think. Would you rather, mm -hmm. living in a COVID-free world... The only way that you can be hired for a job is if you tongue kiss the client. Or every time you meet someone new, you let out a little bit of pee pee. <laughs> God, both of those are not great. <laughs> of course they're not. I'm not. I can't give you a good one. Oh, man. So you won't get sick. Yeah. If you do the kissy kiss, but it, the only way the contracts are sealed with a, a French dance of the mouth, <laughs> a French dance of the mouth. Oh God! Um, or any every time you meet someone new. So this is everyone. This isn't just when you're networking. It is. It is uh, first date. It mm -hmm. is uh, at a ballet. It is on the street. So I'm basically an excited dog. You're an excited dog. That and just... you let out just a little bit of pee pee. <laughs> but you know what happens when you let out a little bit of pee pee? If there's more pee pee to come, oh no. <laughs> God, both of these. I don't want to pick either of them. <laughs> and I and and the other thing too is like whichever one I pick, I'm like worried what what you as the listener are going to think of me because <laughs> like if i pick the pp one like if i'm at a convention i meet a lot of people mm. i didn't think about a convention situation yeah like but you're behind the table it's, you can prepare i mean that's Get fair i guess bag. Uh, hmm. i'd have to make like a custom cup that's just like full of like Get some period panties. Put yeah. on your thinks. Yeah. Oh, man. It would certainly be easier to prepare oneself. Yeah. Especially as a man. Put a Dixie cup down there. Like, I don't know what your situation is. <laughs> a <but>. Dixie cup. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine, like, a, a baseball, like, cup. But instead of, like, just being this hard plastic thing, you just, like, line it with tampons and absorbent shit. And you just wear that all the time that'd be fine you could even run a hose down to a, a little shoe bottle <laughs> just have like, you don't have to go like, full catheter it yeah. doesn't have to be uncomfortable i is there such a thing as a comfortable catheter i can't say i am not experienced enough to know nor can i i've never experienced mm -hmm. it either but then tongue kissing your clients. See, my like question it's, it's with always on the up and up. Everybody's like, "This is this is the thing that we do." Mm -hmm. uh, it's you, Andrew, within a world where tongue kissing your client is the standard. It's not sexual harassment. Uh, yeah, people, no one's going to get mad. See, I feel like if it's like the standard, then that seems like the obvious choice because then like everyone else is fucking like sealing the deal of their jobs like by doing that oh yeah you go to like a business convention and everybody's like all right let's our companies our two companies of 50 people apiece it's just like a wedding merging. it's just a wedding oh! but it's companies and then everybody just the cake is just iteration. branded the cake is branded Ow. to be half one company half the other company yeah. Oh, I don't want to go to that wedding. But the thing is, like, you you were not raised in this situation. Yeah. You you have been dropped down into this new reality where this is the standard. But Andrew and all of his misgivings and and breath. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about kissing stuff, but like, you gotta. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like there would be an adjustment period, and then it would be like, okay, yeah, this is like clearly this is the norm. 
My one question is how does remote working work then? Because if I you can't. never if you never meet your client, <laughs> like how the fuck does that work? No remote work in this universe. These like lizard people. <laughs> you need to you need to know. It this is a dystopian future where um people don't know if it's a robot that's creating the artwork so in order to to make sure that it's not you're not hiring just some uh mm. some overseas company of of ui in order to create the animation we've decided that this becomes a thing in the content i'm building a whole story tm 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 tm, TM. oh my god tm <laughs> you're gonna see this movie come out in 2027 I have an idea. What? If if it's required that there needs to be some remote work, you have to have a kiss runner. And there's like one intermediary person who takes the kiss <laughs> from the boss and then gets in their car, drives wherever they need to go in order oh, to God. like come to Ohio and come into your home and give you the kiss to seal that's, the deal. That's such a that would be such a strange job, but also like maybe there's like a chain of kisses. Like somebody, across the somebody United just States. somebody just shows up at your door and they just like run up and they're just like, "Hi, yes, I am here to uh, seal the deal on this freelance job. Would you like to uh, consummate this deal?" And then you just like consummate. kiss them and then they leave. <laughs> you say nothing. Yeah, you're just like yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And you open your mouth expectantly. <laughs> That's the question. How oh my God. Uh, how performative do people get with the kiss? Like, is it just like a swish swish of the tongue, or are folks are like, no, it it should be a little bit nice. Am I getting weird? This is maybe a little weird. <laughs> are you gonna pee or are you gonna kiss? I think I'd pick the the kiss one. I think I'd kiss. Pick, I'd pick that. I would pick that. No, kiss the pick one. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about uh, jobs that we've gotten through friends or other connections and then also like weird jobs that we've done because both of us have a few. I haven't been recommended for any weird jobs by like friends, but I've been recommended for like normal jobs. I've been recommended for some weird jobs. Checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Is it because you're tough? They didn't know I was before. But now they now after having done the weird jobs and gotten my te my tattoo, tattoo very very tough. Your tattoo my tattoo. It's like anytime if I ever talk about like Ko-Fi or coffee, the Patreon style like platform, mm -hmm. I never know which way to say it. Like in my brain, I'm like I'm gonna call it coffee, and then I get to it and I'm like coffee. It, is it coffee? I don't know. I always thought it was Kofi. I've heard people say it like three different ways. And because of that, I have no faith in how to say it. And so it's like I'm running up to jump off into like a, 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 a oasis of water. And at the last second, I stop before jumping and then I just fall. That just reminds me of when we were younger, before the days of the Internet. Uh, and you would play video games or read books where there isn't an audio component. Mm -hmm. And everybody who you talk to about the video games or the books would pronounce things a different way. Mm -hmm. Like I remember um, Navi from Ocarina of Time, Zelda Ocarina of Time. My brother said it was Navy because it's it's N-A-V-I. That yeah. makes total sense. Sure, Navy. Why not? Yeah. And even Ocarina, I called it Ocarina for my whole life until I got made fun of too much. And then I changed. Yeah. And Hermione the fuck <laughs> Hermione Hermione Hermione's my favorite <laughs> you know, that is pretty good I was a diehard Harry Potter fan and now I'm sad and now I'm a sad Harry Potter fan now I can't fucking talk about it because JK Rowling's a turf god damn it you can always you can always get into Magic the Gathering and their newest set is called Strixhaven which is a magical school with. What is this? What this podcast is is just Andrew trying to get Beth to play Magic: The Gathering. This is my yes, my true intention. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll 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 pick the pretty cards, baby. I'll get in there. I won't have any land cards. I don't know how it works. <laughs> what's the? You what's would the you would be able to do nothing. Nothing. With... <laughs> <laughs> just be trap card, trap card, trap card, pretty card. That's Yu-Gi-Oh. Thank you very much. Yu-Gi-Oh has trap cards. There's no trap cards in Magic? Okay, I take that back. There was a set that had trap cards, but 
they're not like a thing that's in every set. It was like a one-off. I'm sorry, listeners. We are doing a terrible job talking about the thing we promised so, to talk about. Weird jobs. Yeah. So me, I moved to Los Angeles and very quickly started taking comedy classes at the UCB, at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Um, and because of that, I ended up on a bunch of different Facebook groups that were like comedian Facebook groups and comedian job posts. And I was one of maybe seven different improv comedians who could also draw. And so whenever somebody needed a poster or an animation or a graphic design or a logo, my name would come up with a couple other folk uh, to be recommended to work on different jobs. Yeah. And I love this because like my the whole thing about networking it seems like a dirty word, and it can be a dirty word. But at the end of the day, what networking is all about is like friends helping out friends. We want the people that we love to succeed. We want to recommend the people who we believe in and who we enjoy to other people because you you just you want the folks that you love to have better opportunities and a better life. Mm -hmm. um, and so the people that you spend your time around and with, these relationships are the relationships that are going to help define um, really the rest of your life, not only your career, but also just the whole world dynamic that you have. So no pressure. It's going to happen. Like, it's not <laughs> regardless of if you're actively choosing this people that you're spending time around or not, they're going to have huge influences on your life. Um, and then for me, I ended up wanting to be around film people and comedians. And so I spent a lot of time around film people and comedians and started getting jobs in comedy entertainment. Mm -hmm. And boy, folks love to talk about penises and vaginas in comedy entertainment. Oh, they do? They true boy, the, yep. And butts. I mean, well, butts are universally funny. Same with farts. I've drawn so many farts and butts and penises and vajishis. Uh And it's all because I took a couple comedy classes, baby. <laughs> nice. For me, the weird jobs that I've had were mostly when I worked at Reebok. The first one came as an assignment where we were doing some patterns for like a shoe that was supposed to be for like the year of the sheep. And I was tasked with making a pattern of sheep that day. And that was my entire mission. So I just drew sheep for like an entire work day. And then the second one, which is definitely weirder than that one, was I was an art director on a photo shoot and it was for Spartan Race. And the Spartan Race is kind of like a Tough mutter style thing where, you know, everybody gets real dirty, you climb over obstacles and maybe get hurt. Mm -hmm. And... It, they don't have the electrocuted, like, thing that uh, Tough Mudder does. Like, Tough Mudder has, like, an obstacle where you have to, like, crawl underneath, like, electrocuted, like, wire, basically, that goes back and forth, like, all the way down this, like, mud pit, and you have to, like, crawl under it. It's very entertaining to watch people do that one. Right? Right? I've never done a Tough Mudder, I don't. If only done a Spartan race. Maybe I will do a Tough Mudder. Yeah, because you're now... tough. I'm tough. Their color scheme is orange. You do like, like, well, yours is more like yellow. That's like sports orange. Yeah. That's like the dude shampoo orange. That would be a pretty wild lifestyle, though. Like, because I really like the color sunflower, I just do things that are the color orange. God, that would be funny. Would it? Or would it hurt? Because Tough Mudder sucks. I mean, that example of Tough Mudder would hurt, yes. But you would be tougher for it, so you would be cultivating your Damn it, tough, Andrew, maybe you're right. Your tough outlook. Maybe I should get a, a barbed wire tattoo. Yeah, do that. Definitely do that. You won't regret it, I'm sure. No. No, and I'll get blood. Yeah. I'll get some blood. There you go. And people will be like, is that is that real? Did you, I'll get it on my knuckles, and people will be like, did you, did you <laughs> punch someone really hard? And they'll, they won't know. I love that as a tattoo idea. <laughs> my my like, bloody, I'm like a five foot two blonde girl. <laughs> in my bloody knuckles. Yeah. And then my fingers say, watch out. Yeah. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming. I don't know why this is so funny to me. <laughs> But yeah, so I was working on a, on a photo shoot for Spartan Race, and I was art directing it. And so when we were doing those kind of shoots, we would have fit models, and they'd come in, and they were usually people who were like 
pretty not like ripped ripped but like in shape like believable basically mm -hmm. for the photo shoot like it wouldn't be like me being in there like wearing this like baggy shirt that's supposed to I be know. Like, Andrew's skin got, tight. like he has unrealistically strong muscles you look <laughs> at andrew and you're just like the chisel it's like day 27 and survivor it's a lean muscle that's it so his body type is not really what he's talking about sure. he's talking about people sure. who are more naturally and healthily fit sure <laughs> <laughs> I think my dog is closer to that description than I am. She's not allowed to be in the in the commercial. Yeah, yeah. I have I have a pit pit mix everybody. But yeah, so so these fit models come in and we've never worked with them before. They come in, I meet them, I'm like, "Hey, my name is Andrew. I'm the art director on the shoot today." Da, 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 da. Here's a rough idea of some of the shots we're going to be taking and I show them like some sketches we had done or I had done to like map out like the different like shots. And then they went to like hair and makeup and like got dressed in the apparel for Spartan Race. For that season, it was all like skin tight, like Under Armour style stuff. And then we start getting the first shot ready and like they get into position of like climbing over this like fake wall that we made. And then somebody goes, well, don't they need to be muddy? And we were all just kind of like, oh, yeah, they, they do need to be muddy because otherwise they don't look like they're doing a Spartan Race. They just look too like perfect. Mm hmm. And then my job turned into filling a bucket with dirt and water and making mud and then putting mud on these two individuals who I just met. And it was the weirdest thing I've ever gotten paid to do. So these are good looking, yes. physically fit young women. Well, a, a young woman and a young man. Which oh, they were, pick your poison. They were like the same, like we were the same age at the time. I was like 23, 24. Appear. Yeah. And you're just uh, rubbing all up on the muscles, making sure that the splatter be thick. Yeah. Very, very professional. They did, they did also put mud on themselves, but I had to like put mud on like their back. It was like one of those things where it's like after I did that and like during our lunch break, I was sitting there and I was like thinking about like the beginning of the day. And I'm I'm pretty sure if you went back to my Twitter and like scrolled, you would find a tweet from that like day. Panic tweets. Well, yeah. not not panic tweets. I don't know how to handle this. No, it was it was it I, was. I touched a, a thick boy's back. Yes, exactly. Because um, I I have to ask the obvious question. Yeah. W were you uncomfortable for reasons having to do with your pee pee? No. I think everybody was wondering. <laughs> You ask the difficult questions, Beth. I ask the difficult questions. Yep. I'm here. I'm the interviewer. That is your role. That is your your role of this podcast. Um, but no, I, I'm pretty sure I tweeted that day like, yep, just got paid to uh, smear mud on two people. So that was a thing. I just got paid to do this. When you grow up in the Midwest and your folks are laborers and they come home from like a hard day's work covered in mud themselves you never expect that you will grow up to be an adult who's paid cash money in order to uh decorate another human's body with fake mud splatter yeah and then go home and be like woof what a day yeah it's very unusual it yeah. was very weird and then I I guess uh, I did just remember this. I did end up doing a uh, logo for one of them because one of them helped run like a CrossFit gym. And they ended up like hiring me to do a logo for their CrossFit gym after the photo they shoot. They were impressed with the mud. Apparently I was, you know, I was very uh, professional when it came to putting mud on them. And they were like, wow, that was the best mud putter honor ever. Good job. That's cool. Yeah, I, I completely, for, I completely nice. forgot about that logo until just now, because like, we had even been talking about this before we started recording. <laughs> I completely forgot. Okay, well, one thing that I haven't forgotten about, um, a couple episodes back, I broached mm -hmm. this topic, and I... Yeah, I'm just going to try to broach it again, because I really... Uh, uh, eventually, I wanted I wanted to like really talk about it, and uh, Andrew didn't quite pick up on what I was putting down. So just yeah, I don't I don't remember it. you ever bringing up a topic that we didn't really touch on. Like what what are you? Talking I understand. About? I understand what you're talking about. Um, but uh, Andrew, mm -hmm. when I when I say 
the starving artist. Yeah. Like, take a moment and rack your artist brain. Have you ever heard of the starving artist as like a trope? I mean, we we all get hungry like a couple times a day, Beth. So like, yeah. No. Like sometimes I go like all day and I forget to eat something he because I'm working. He sent me a photo of food. Yeah. It he was... sent me a photo of chicken. No, it's shrimp. It's shrimp. Shrimp and rice and avocado. It was delicious. And I asked him about that trope. I was not starving anymore after I ate that. I can't. I, I think I'm giving up. I don't think I'm going to ask you about it anymore. You should never give up, Beth. I, that's so close. That's so close to the conversation about the trope that I want to have. Don't be a quitter. But I get the sense that if I ever try to truly crack this nut, it, it won't crack. You, the, the nut's full. It's a full solid nut. And it's your brain. And it won't open up and talk about the starving artist trope. Because to you, it just means you're hungry. And maybe that's the future that we all should be striving towards. I mean, yeah. It's a lot tastier. You said up, up, It was a really good shrimp bowl. It had like onions and like chili powder and cumin. It was just, it was so good. And avocado. Say that word again for me, please. <laughs> Whisper that word again into my ears again, please. Stop giggling. <laughs> say it again. How did you say it? I said it like one of my favorite movies, Cloudy with a Chance don't of Meatballs. Don't explain it. Just say it to me. Avocado. Just... Yes. Avocado. <laughs> there's, a, there's a character in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs where like they do this like flash scene. Of, like, all these people in the town requesting different foods to have it rain. Uh-huh. And there's all of a sudden, out of no, like, it's all like, I want hamburgers, like hot dogs, like ice cream. And then they get to this one old guy and he goes, avocado. <laughs> <laughs> in college, when that movie came out, my, my college roommate and I thought it was so funny. <laughs> That, like, it became a thing that we would just, like, sporadically just be like, avocado. And, like, like the guy, the character even says it where his whole body, like, moves with each, like, part of the word. And for a while, our, um, uh, at that apartment, our, our, um, password for our Wi-Fi was avocado spelled backwards because of that. <laughs> That's so special. I love human beings communicating with each other because if you get to know somebody for long enough, you start uh, developing a language that only the two of you will understand outside. Like, Mm -hmm. we call it inside jokes, but it's not even jokes. It's just you can say a word with your bestie. Yeah. You can say avocado to your bestie and they'll lose their mind. And Mm -hmm. people outside of it will be like, I don't. What are we doing? Yeah. And it's it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's the best thing about life. Oh yeah, it's it's just getting to know someone so well that you can go and they know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> oh, my husband and I, uh, we have a a perfectly tuned understanding of each other's emotional state based on how much white of the eye we can see. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see my my husband, uh, I can look at him in the eyes and I can tell how stressed he is. And sometimes he doesn't even know. I'm like, you've got the spooked eyes. You've got your yeah. th- something's wrong. What's wrong? And he's like, how did you know? And I'm like, because you're staring at me like you're about to mm-hmm. cry. It's like you're afraid to blink because you don't have mm-hmm. time to blink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have time to blink. It's okay. Oh, God, I kind of want to make a shirt now that just says, I don't have time to blink. And it's just like <laughs> eyes that are just like bloodshot. <laughs> just like, why didn't I think of that? Oh, Andrew. That brings us to the segment. Why didn't I think of that? What a good fucking idea. <laughs> and that is. Do it. I'll buy that shirt. That is. Uh, kudos to us on, you know, last time we were like, you know, let's just make it if we if it comes up naturally, we're just going to segue to why didn't I think of that? 
and we did it again. We did it again. I'm also proud. It was very natural. Yes. A little pat on the back. Like I said, we're professionals. We know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So is that your why didn't I think of that, or do you have another one? I do have another one, and I'm going to share it with you. Okay. It's a whole-ass artist. Ooh. As opposed to, like, a half-ass artist? Yes. Half-ass artists not invited onto how did I think of that? How didn't I, I like, didn't I think I of like that? this artist's profile picture. Yes. I, I didn't realize that this was an artist. I thought this was somebody who just found absurd things and took pictures of them. Yeah. Their name is Obvious Plant. It's Obvious Plant underscore on Twitter and Obvious Plant on Instagram. And what I, my understanding of what this dude does is he creates like dollar store toy packaging. Oh my God. He'll make one of a kind and then he goes to a dollar store and just hangs it up and leaves that's amazing i i'm learning about myself because every why didn't i think of that so far has like kind of been about crabs but he posted <laughs> one called jazz crabs <laughs> i found it <laughs> yep jazz crabs uh the words jazz crabs are on the top they've got a perfectly tacky gradient of uh pink yellow and blue mm-hmm. um on the okay there's three pictures of crabs and they all have saxophones and one of them says this is what romance sounds like and the other one says squiddly dee uh and then there's a whale on the bottom right hand corner popping his head up and it says these crabs can really wail and he's actually got little crab toys with saxophones packaged (laughs) in this thing on the top left hand corner there's a warning and it says warning they also scat it's not good (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so great i I saw this i lost my mind i thought it was so funny and then somebody in my twitter mentions was like this i love this artist and i said what and i started following (laughs) and found out that this is just a, a guy who does it he he posts another one it looks like a um sales pamphlet for a dollar store and it says Mother's Day deals. Oh God, this one. Bath lizards, two ninety nine. Load them in your bath. Let their tropical toxins relax your mind and body. Caution, sharp. <laughs> what is Kelsey repellent? Keep away, Kelsey. Kelsey it's a it's a star. It's five twenty nine. Kelsey repellent. Keep away, Kelsey. You will not ruin any more activities. Your opinions are weird. <laughs> what the so- fuck? Sorry to all Kelsies that listen to this. Like, what? what is this? <laughs> what is the name of this? How can I think this way? Uh, $3.11, you can get a deluxe extra deep catfish bucket. Easily contain an entire season's worth of writhing catfish. Uh, protects, <laughs> it seals in the catfish flavor. Oh, my God. Protect your tasty sea fish from Trevor, it says. <laughs> Who's Trevor? He's... Why is he coming after my catfish? What's the mythology behind this? Trevor's trying to take our catfish. Trevor, fuck off. I need a I need a Trevor repellent. My favorite one is a dire warning about entering the tall grass scrawled in blood. <laughs> because whenever I hear tall grass, I just think of Pokemon. So it just makes me think of like a post-apocalyptic Pokemon game where it's just like it's like Professor Oak is like don't go in the tall grass. And I remind you, this is labeled Mother's Day Deals. Yeah. And then a child goes in the tall grass and gets, like, mauled to death by a Pokemon. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There are many grassland predators, it says. (laughs) Please, Mom, do not enter the tall grass. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so great. Like, how does this this person come up with these this many good ideas? Oh! There's one. It's got. He's got a little plastic burger and fries packaged, and on the top it says "American Meat Thing." Sorry, I forgot what it's called. A beef CD. Fuck. <laughs> a beef CD. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so great. A beef CD. We're not calling them patties anymore. We're calling them beef, beef CDs. <laughs> Put it on your turntable. Froys. Springs. This is is the most joy art has ever given me. I love it. It says hot donger. (laughs) (laughs) Hamburger. 
a Big Mac? <laughs> is it a sandwich? It, it makes it like the Big Mac part makes me think of like in TV shows when they can't have like a name brand and they have to like make up a brand. Mm-hmm. And it's always like oh, adjacent to like the real thing. But this guy, like, takes that idea and uh, runs to the moon with it. It says, warning, I am so dumb. Why can't I remember? (laughs) Same. Why do I see myself in the American meat thing? Sorry, I forgot what it's called, Beef CD. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, that's mine. It's this whole guy's deal. You you fucking win. This is amazing. (laughs) God damn it. Horse juice? He's selling horse juice. Now with more brown. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm going to look through this later and just die. (laughs) I'm just going to die. Because I'm going to be laughing so hard, I won't be able to breathe, and I'm just going to die. There's one that says, swallow your feelings, and it's a bunch of plastic fruits, and they're labeled anger, sadness, regret, and then the (laughs) banana just says banana. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's so good uh-huh. uh, okay i gotta i gotta Ooh. tab away obvious plant Ooh. you're a god 10 out of 10 uh my chest hurts thank you oh my face hurts from how much i'm smiling jesus christ oh. let me stretch my jaw <laughs> all right um, i feel like i've been at a wedding right Hi, I'm Beth, and you know that. But what you might not know is that I'm a Denik Notebook ambassador. So why? Well, back in 2018, my tax man told me I needed a planner, so I just went into an office depot and grabbed a cute one. It was made by a company called Denik, and that started one of the most long-term relationships of my life, because I liked that planner so much, I went ahead and bought five of their Stay Flat Notebooks. I signed up for their ambassador program because I was already telling people to buy them. No one asked me to make this ad. I had to look up what they're called, but I just love the classic lay-flat notebooks. They have a Smithsown binding so their spines look tidy on a shelf, they're the perfect A5 size, and most importantly, they do indeed lay flat on your desk regardless of what page you're turned to. I've never had to fight these to get them to stop creeping closed while I'm writing. And Denik works with and pays a wide range of artists to create illustrations for their velvety soft covers. So, if you're in need of a notebook, planner, or even sketchbooks, head over to Denik.com, that's D-E-N-I-K.com, and enter code BRAD, B-E-R-A-D, at checkout for 15% off your order. That's Denik.com, find your favorite thing there, and then enter code BRAD at checkout for 15% off your order. Thanks! Back to the show. All right, Andrew, would you like to hear about the weird jobs that I've done? Absolutely. So I've already sent you a picture, a screen grab of a a devil dick that I painted for Anna Akana, a comedy YouTuber. Did you use Mike as reference? Of course not. His his dick is delightful. If I ever needed to draw an angel dick, I would go straight to my husband oh, and God. rip off his pants. I just... I, somebody clip that. <laughs> I don't want it. No, no the, the best part was when you said his dick is delightful. <laughs> um, now, I... Yeah, for Anna specifically... When I talk about how many penises and, and vaginas I have drawn, actually, vulvas. I don't draw vaginas because, fun fact, the vagina is the inside part and the vulva is the exterior part. So, peni and vul- vulva, uh, velvita cheese. Uh, <laughs> I have drawn many of these. Velvita cheese. But I have had to draw, like, 17 different penises that come into frame and all have arms that are holding knives and wiggling. Are the what? Are the knives wiggling or are the penises wiggling? All of it's wiggling. You can put in After Effects, there's something called a, 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 a puppet tool. And then there you put a wiggler on the puppet tool hmm. and then every, everything's wiggling. Is that how you did our logo? No, but I could. <laughs> 
I also, for her, did a sex education video, which she made no money on because YouTube is not okay with us talking about these things and giving us money for it. Uh, but in it, I depicted, like, there was like a com like an animated comic series where a woman was paddling a canoe down a river and then as the camera panned out, it revealed that the river itself uh, was was the opening of the vagina and then the water banks were the labia and then the, their mountains up uh, up to the left and the right and those were the second labia and then the legs and there's a sunrise right in the middle of where the river was resolving and that my friend was the clitoris and she's heading right up there <laughs> and now i'm understanding better why um I am being recommended sex advice by lesbians on TikTok. <laughs> They're familiar with your work. They're familiar with my work, indeed. Big fans. The the one that I like screamed when I remembered that I had done this, because a lot of this, man, when you work in the industry, every day you get a new job, and every day you go to sleep and you forget what you did the night before. Every day I'm hustling. Truly. And this particular hustle, I was working at a 360 advertising agency for film and television mm -hmm. and i was working on the movie trailer for scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse and in scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse andrew i'm about to send you a short youtube clip oh, i'm very excited and i need you to know that this the the treatment that ultimately got <laughs> approved for the trailer was not the treatment that i did but this was the shot that i worked on my friend for two straight days i had to i guess i'll just let you watch it for a sec i'm okay i'm watching it what the hell yep <laughs> there is a shot in a uh, scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse where a zombie woman pulls herself through a fence and her shirt opens up and her titties pop out and she and she's caught on the fence and she's wiggling and my job was to mask out her nipples Nice. I had to frame by frame digitally <laughs> remove her zombie infected nipples in the full view of the rest of the company. Oh, that's so my desk funny. was in the middle of the upstairs open floor plan graphics station. Yeah. And so anyone walking from the kitchen to their offices is just walking right past my monitor as I just paint out the areola. And I like. I have done many a nipple removal <laughs> in my career as a motion graphics animator. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes you have to either erase blood or nipples or logos. And so it's it's like funny and kind of unusual to paint out nipples in and of themselves. But a zombie nipple. They're weird and veiny and gross looking. They're, it's really unpleasant. <clears throat> and it, it, I blocked it out for a reason. <laughs> it's not my favorite job. Yeah. But oh man, I got paid $30 an hour to do that. That's wild. Hey, Beth. Yes, Andrew? Can we talk about color? <gasps> Let's do it. This week's color thing, it started out very simple. Because one night I was sitting there and I had this thought. And I was like, wow, this thought is so like... Like, if this was in a TV show or a movie and it came out of the mouth of a character who was, like, high, I would not be surprised. Because I was like, where did the names of colors come from? <laughs> like, how how okay, did yeah. how did we as, like, how did different cultures, like, come up with, like, names of colors? The etymology of color. And it's really, truly wild. And it, I went on a deep dive that was... It's going to be way more um, educational than probably we normally do for this segment, <laughs> but it was fascinating. I mean, you got my attention. I'm so curious now. The fun part about this is I want to ask you, Beth, what order you think that certain colors were named? Because, spoiler alert, when I get into more of this deep dive, um, across, like, a ridiculous and significant number of cultures what these uh, studies came up with was that certain colors were named in a specific order or a very similar order across like cultures that were not 
near each other at all, like on different sides of the world. That's cool. Yeah. That's like the thing that like blows my mind about this. Okay. So the colors that you need to list out in the order of named first to last are okay blue white green red black and yellow so in this is interesting because i feel like i know number one and i know number six i know the first one and i know the last one and mm-hmm. i'm going to go ahead and put them out there i think the first color that was identified was red the last color that was identified was blue you're 50 percent right oh no but i won't tell you which one <laughs> If I say, uh, nope. if, if I say the first color was black and the last color was blue, am I 100% right? Yes. Hell yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. This is my favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, black, and then I'm going to say red. Uh, blue's at the end, okay. which leaves me white, green, and yellow. Hmm. So I know that green... The one thing I fucking know about color history is that we always refer to things that were blue as green. Mm-hmm. So green came before blue. Obviously, all of this comes before blue because you already told me that blue was correct. So mm. <laughs> I'm going to put white right before blue. I'm going to put yellow after red. Am I? Ooh. Because we like the sun. Because we're big, dumb animals who love the sun. So I, I, mm, yellow or green, you are hurting my brain. All right. So this is my second attempt. Okay. Kind of. My first full attempt, my second actual attempt. Okay. Number one, black. Number two, red. Number three, yellow. Number four, green. Number five, white. And number six, blue. No. No. <laughs> Give give me how many of them do I have right? You have three of them right. Okay, so that sucks. <laughs> Attempt number three. Okay. Black, red, white, yellow, green, blue. Now you have two right. Fuck! <laughs> My favorite thing about this segment is that, like, I'm going to turn into that person who just has, like, all these weird fucking color facts just, like, up my sleeve. All right, attempt number four. Okay. Black, white, red, green, yellow, blue. Ding, 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 ding. Yes! You I got love it right. Puzzles. I love puzzles. I love. <laughs> yes, yes. Loves oh. puzzles, hates puppets. Andrew, tell me I'm a good girl. Very good. I'm not going to say that because that's what I tell my dog, and I don't want to say that to a person. <laughs> So one mystery scientists have uncovered is that color names always seem to appear in a specific order or importance across cultures. And that is, you know, your final guess of black, white, red, green, yellow, and blue. Cool. Some cultures won't have blue or they'll just refer to like everything else as blue. Mm. Like blue, purple, all the other colors, blue. Um, So yeah, there were a bunch of these studies. Uh, The order in which colors are named worldwide appears to be due to how eyes work. Based on computer simulations, yeah, with virtual people. Um, There was a a study done, I think it was like in 2014 or 2016, that was using computer, like, virtual simulations. Uh, These findings suggest that wavelengths of color that are easier to see also get names earlier in the evolution of a culture. Um, So again, black, white, red. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, The common question in philosophy is whether or not we all see the world the same way. Uh, One strategy that scientists have for investigating that question is to see what colors get names in different cultures. And intriguingly, past research has found that colors familiar to one culture might not have names in another, suggesting different cultures indeed have distinct ways of understanding the world. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Because earlier, the people that you spend your time around dictate the way that you see the world including the way that you perceive color (gasps) (laughs) networking we we full circle back to that Um, full circle beautiful (laughs) everything is connected to everything else yes back in the early 1960s a guy named paul k and brent berlin um they met and both were studying different cultures and one day they just happened to you know be having a cup of coffee and they fucking found out that the two cultures that they were studying that were completely unrelated thousands of miles apart they they had found most of the colors in the languages of the people 
uh, that they were studying to be roughly the same as like like in English. They were able to be like, oh, like they have a word for black that, you know, is similar to the word like that this culture has. And then that mm. is very similar to, you know, the English word for black. And and so each of them kind of had this moment of like, oh, shit, like that's wild. And they like did this study and they published a book called The Basic Color Terms, Their Universality and Evolution, which I'm very curious about and kind of want to like buy and read. Yeah. So at first, their first book, they only studied a handful of cultures that were, um, I think they were in California and they like studied a bunch of different cultures like that they, you know, had access to. But they did a more expansive book and and study in the 70s where they coordinated with like people all over the world. And they studied, I think it was like 110 different cultures. And and there's going to be links in the show notes. I have them on the Google Doc. So if you want to read more about this, you can. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was like crazy. And then there's an article published in 2016 that d- disputes the more universal theory presented by Kay and Berlin's work. Um, yeah. It tells us that one of the cultures that was studied, I believe it's pronounced the Kandoshi or Kandashi. They use various words for different colors that also represent specific species of birds, fruit, or even trees. So it's interchangeable, the color and also exactly. the, bird, the tree. Like they don't even have a word for like color. Like you couldn't ask them in their language, like what color is this? It doesn't totally discredit their theory, but it it doesn't necessarily disqualify them as colors per se, but it does cast suspicion on their initial theory of like each culture kind of, you know, developing names for colors in certain orders. There's always going to be outliers. Like you can't say that every single culture across the globe did the same thing in the same way. Yeah. But if enough of them did, you have a data set. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're taking consideration, if the... If the uh, but the pool with which you're drawing from, your data from, yeah. is big enough. Cool. I'm a scientist. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like that. I like this. I like that it's being tested. Yeah. I like that it exists in the first place. This is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I would like to believe um, that across civilizations, we as human beings perceive the world similarly. It's like a very romantic idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like it just like I said, like I started out being like, oh, like where the fuck do we get names of colors? And then it turned into like this whole deep dive where it's like, oh, my God, this is so interesting. I'm going to give you all a foolproof way of recommending your friends and uh, co-workers for job opportunities and feel free to use this and, you know, just, you know. The nice thing about this method is that, you know, you get their opinion, you ask them for the words, and then you just plug it in and send it off. You don't have to run it past them at all. Cool. And yeah, last week you said that you were going to send a recommendation for me to like Gallery 1988. Um, So I give you full permission to send this one off as that recommendation. Okay. Just based on your, your, your words. Right. I mean, yeah, of course. I, uh. I'm glad to be a part of it because oh. they need to get a sense of who I am. Too. Exactly. And who best to uh, describe you than you? Um, so first up, we got adverb. Awesomely. Uh, next one. Sorry, I just read the sentence. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. The next one is noun. Black coffee. Black coffee. Okay. Because you're tough, you drink your coffee black, right? Hell yeah. Okay, uh, the next one is a verb. Drink. Adjective. Terrible. Noun. Box cutter. Noun, that's a place. Coffee for Sasquatch on Melrose Avenue. Okay, coffee for Sasquatch. Shouts out coffee for Sasquatch on Melrose. Avenue. Avenue. Now I need a noun. Black coffee. Again? Yes. Okay. Really stuck on coffee, huh? Yes. Now that's a place again. The coffee commissary on West Olive Avenue. West Olive. Very specific, yes. Um, 
the more specific you can make one of these uh, recommendation emails, you know, the better. Okay, I need a past tense verb. Soaked. Another past tense verb. Dried. Dried? Yeah. Okay. Is it funny? Should I do something different? No, I think it works. I'm doubting myself. I'm just it inventing. works. It works. I don't like. Oh, I think it works. I want you to put something in and be like, "Oh my god!" So I'm gonna say, I think it. I think it works. I think it works. I think it works. I don't want it to be dry. I take it back. Not dried. Takes these backsies. Okay. Uh, desecrated. Ooh. Okay. Now you need a noun that's plural. A plural noun. Dads. What was that? Many dads. Dads. A verb. Slurp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know I'm flirting with danger after doing slurp after dads, but... Uh, the next one is an adjective. Wet. Okay, so what's your next adjective? So there's another one. Sopping. Sopping. Okay. Then we have a verb. I would like to do slurp again. Slurp again. Okay. <sighs> Let's see here. Then we got a verb. I should probably put something in here about me being an artist. So I'm going to I'm going to write a paint. No, draw. Okay. And then the last last one is an adjective. Oh, the pressure to do something that's very funny. Oh no. It, Adjectives describe things, right? Yes. So like poopy would be an adjective. Yes. Do you want to go with poopy? I absolutely do not want to go with poopy. <laughs> now, here's my question. Mm -hmm. um, the person who's reading this, do they know you? Yes. Andrew-esque. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps you should send this to me and I will read it out loud just to make sure that it's uh, it hits all of the beats that we want it to. Okay. I'm going to send it to you in the Discord. All right, here's the email that's going out. Hey there, Kate. I hope you're awesome, Lee. I know it's been some time since our last black coffee, but I wanted to drink you to a terrible box cutter. What? <laughs> that I think would be a perfect fit in the coffee for Sasquatch on Melrose Avenue. My dear black coffee, Bethy Rad is a local to the coffee commissary on West Olivet <laughs> area. <laughs> and has soaked about past exhibits, and has even desecrated her desire to submit dads for shows, but wasn't quite sure where to start. That's where I slurp in. <laughs> Below, you can find a link to her wet portfolio. She's pretty sopping, and I cannot wait to see where this potential team-up leads. Also, I've included her on this so that you can slurp directly to her after drawing her Andrew-esque work. Whoa! <laughs> Perfect. Whoa. Started out a little weak, got real strong at the end there. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll find out which, what Kate thinks because I, I sent it. Did you now? I don't want to work at... I don't, I don't think I would be a perfect fit in the coffee for Sasquatch on Melrose Avenue. But you said that you were. I didn't... I, wow, this, this is a terrible email, Andrew. <laughs> this is where I slip in. I do want to just like take that part out and put it into a real conversation. I work with a coordinator. Yeah. I have like a, a producer who takes 10% of my profits so that I don't have to answer any emails. And he's very professional to a degree that Indeed. it makes me wary about how unprofessional I have been <laughs> when answering emails. Like if you email Beth Burad, she's going to slurp in and talk to you like this, like truly. Below, you can find a link to her wet portfolio. She's pretty sopping, and I cannot wait to see where this potential team-up leads. Like, that sentence, I would write with without, like, I know it sounds a little bit silly. It's meant to make people feel like, oh, this person isn't a robot. The, this, this, person, this person is dripping with talent to the point where they are sopping wet. Don't invite her in. She will get the carpets muddy. With talent. With her skills. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he would never he would never send an email like this. <laughs> my 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 favorite one when you when you came up with the word was that's where I slurp in. <laughs> that's where I slurp in. <laughs> that was the one that made me like have to like look away from the mic for a second. <laughs> uh, listeners, feel free to, you know, do a mad lib with your friend and then just just hit send before you 
Don't even run it by them. Just hit send. I'm never going to get a job again. <laughs> it's small red dot time. We're still a baby podcast recording these beginning episodes in a bubble, but we want notifications. So tweet us at your art friends or email us at yourartfriendspod at gmail.com. We want to bring you into the show because friendship is a two-way street. So come find us on Twitter Boulevard, baby. <laughs> you can find me at Beth B. Rad on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Mondays and Tuesdays, YouTube. I have a Patreon, Beth B. Rad. I'm sending stuff out. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. How about you, Andrew? Uh, you can find me at Art on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Twitch sometimes. I also always forget to plug D and D and D. I'm I have a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called D and D and D. You know the little 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 D and D podcast called D and D and D. To me, it still feels very little. But like Andrew is a real fan. I am like one hundred percent. I think that's so delightful. It blow- that's so still cool. blows my mind that like we recorded an ad for like D and D and D, and I heard myself talk. On an episode of D and D and D, and I was referred to as a fun person. See, beginning of the episode, you were like, "I hope this is funny." End of the episode, you're a fun person. Yeah, because that's what Russell always says. Hi, fun people. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I took it too seriously. <laughs> anyway, Andrew, do you have an artist to recommend for everybody? This uh, week? Yes, I do. A friend of mine. I don't know them super super well, but uh, I know them from the fantasy art circles. But they did a new piece very recently that just blew my mind. It's gorgeous. So his name is Nino Vizia. And if I got that wrong, Nino, I'm sorry. Please correct me. Like I said, Nino made this amazing new piece. There's going to be a link in the show notes. It's on his Instagram. um, And it is uh, finished for a title, a book cover titled uh, Phantasmius. But it is just amazing character that is like turning into smoke. There are all these like gold graphic shapes and like things overlapping and changing and overlaying like the colors. And it's just, it's so good. And I don't understand how he was able to paint gold that looks like gold and it's a digital painting. You can't take a picture of gold and have it look good. You can't. It's impossible. Never seen it done. This guy, though, as an artist, he's painted it to look luminescent yeah and it's just spectacular yeah he's got a cat portrait where he's turned somebody's kitty into like a griffin on a oh. on a oh i see that one uh-huh. it's like on a pedestal on, a throne, yeah. on like a podium pedestal yeah that's great what a what an incredible way to have your cat forever immortalized right its tail is hugging its favorite toy please go check it out go support nino nino does amazing work definitely go check him out give him a follow Uh, Well, that's my artist for this week, and now we've come to the end of the podcast. Sometimes we were serious, and sometimes it was just tomfoolery. Shout out to famed 16th century court justice Tom Fool. But that's just what you get when two friends who met because of a shared love of making things and a bare ass hang out together. That's us. Your Art Friends is a Moorpark Media production. Our music is by Andrew Smith. You can listen to his music on Spotify and iTunes under the name Makeshift Radio. 